Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fangs Out podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. I am your host, Vincent Morgato. Joining me as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop's Eye. Hello there. And Mr. Jeff Wilder. Nantex. Oh, my, my line was going to be, I'm doing my part, are you? Okay, stop it with the Starship Troopers. That's my, like, you're triggering me automatically. Uh, but we are Would you proud like to, to know more? more? Yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> like to know more. Uh, we are proud to be joined by Benjamin Smith, team dad of Team Militant Casual, friend of the program and orga- organizer of the Jank Tank Leagues that me and uh, Jeff have been bashing our heads against for the last couple months. Oh How you doing, goodness. sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, we also brought you on because you are a judge. Uh, and an event organizer, and both of these will come into relevance uh, a little bit later on in the show, but uh, there really only is one thing to talk about this week. We will try to save the other controversy for later. For now, let's just talk about the fact that it is a Nantex world, and we are all just living in it. Boo! Oh, sorry. Yarp. Not, Yarp. Uh, Acceptable. No. That, that, is the, <laughs> that is the appropriate response. Um the only the other one would be the only good bug is the dead bug, but six. So the cut out of 130 players for the city qualifier or conquered dawn, uh, they went to a cut of 16 and six of them came up. At least are we going with like at least five Petronaki aces? Is that the general argument? I, I mean, honestly, I think I think making a cut off four is reasonable, but in this case, I don't think that mattered much. Um. You know, it's because uh... Tom Traz brought four. He was a 16. Daniel Leon, uh, runner up, brought five. Then there were one, two, three who brought six. And uh, Antonio Uva, who uh, went out in the 16, brought five. So anywhere between and... four and six Pet- Petronaki Arena aces is where we get into the broken zone. This is now a real problem, isn't it? Yes. Like this is. <laughs> It's it's not only something that's clearly imbalanced. It's not fun to play against. Like so, this ship is now officially a problem, not just a single upgrade card. This is this ship is now an NPE. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is that uh, there's a there's a a small minority of players who say this isn't a problem because it's only online. Well, the Italian Championship happened this weekend. Uh, Fifty plus players. Top two were six Nantex. Oh my it god! It was a mirror. Really? Yeah. Um, the uh, the player, I think it was Sunitsa on the FFG forums who reported this, also mentioned that there was a smaller local tournament as a lead into that. That was, you know, it's only fourteen players. That's nothing, but one by Nantex. Uh, this is this is a real this is a real problem. I. I people talk about Peritani as having the same dominance. I I don't remember that. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't remember dominance like this in any list in one e. Yeah, you I, can, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, sorry. Uh, just jumping in there because I was one of the I, I I didn't make it into the cut on the that last worlds with the Peritani, but I was on table ten and they had the the top nine tables in the next room. Um, it, it, it is nowhere near as strong as the unblockable, always have a shot Nantex, you know, infinite focus tokens can only get you so far. Whereas a Nantex doesn't need to get shot at and can still shoot you like continuously. 
So well, the other issue is that the way it's flown, it can basically choose its own engagement, right? Like yes, you know, because no to is going to call anybody on you know oh you're you're castling you're fortressing in the corner when you just kind of go left and then right and then left and then right and left and then right and you you're pretty close to where you were um you know it's it's exactly the same problem that four space butterflies had except ordinary people can fly this thing well yeah now to their credit paul heaver and and Yoon would both call people on that so um, oh, would. They're, they're they're very much in the minority of of judges. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So what's the I mean, so are uh, I guess we kind of all agree on the answer. We're in hot fix territory now. Uh, I I think so. I mean, I've always look um I know that that, that FFG has a cadence that they want to maintain, right? And I know that they that they feel they have very good reasons about that, but it, it's not like they haven't hot fixed a thing. No, at, at least, least three once. times that I remember. Yeah, and you know, it's the the problem with an NPE, uh, as as Jeff put it, is that you know you are going to actually move people away if it dominates for too long. People and we're in a, a an era of X wing that is already hard to stay engaged in, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're not playing in person, we're not pl- moving plastic ships around. I mean, I've played five games in six months, and that that used to be a week for me. Because I just don't like the online version of of play, which may sound weird since I've been running Jank Tank for all that six months, but um, it's Doesn't just not the same. I, I mean, I want to play. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to play on the table. It's just the it's how I it's how I enjoy the game, and you and you can't. So that's already like a barrier to entry for some number of people who want to play. And now you've got this this ship that never should have been costed this low, um, but they wanted this to see low. people play it. Congratulations. I mean, it's, it's the I four Phantom problem again, right? Yep. Like, yep, yeah. So I'm going to ask this uh, with, I, I swear it's not zero percent non-serious. There is some small amount of seriousness in this question. What are the chances that thirty was a typo? Zero. Really? Sorry, zero. Ooh, I don't know All about right. that. I I think it I think it's pretty low because they did fix that other typo. So that there was a typo oh, was in one of the, the yeah that's right that was like one of the scaling things was switched yeah and yeah. they fixed it yeah you're you're absolutely that. right yeah, yeah you're right. um you know I, I I want to talk about things about this ship and Jeff I hate to just jump away from that but I you know no no that's, that's kind all of an open that's an open closed thing I yep. want to talk about what it is about this ship besides the reposition that I think are problems and I want to start with the fact that there is no maneuver on there is one maneuver this ship can't do. And it's the one straight. Everything else, it flies better than I think every other ship in the game. Well, it's related to that, right? But it's the 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 main thing is this thing just does not lose shots. It yeah. doesn't not have shots at a at a ship. Um, the the only ex, the only possible exception, and it's a pretty small one nowadays, is. Uh, being out PS'd all the way across the board. Otherwise, it just doesn't... It always gets six shots. Yeah, it's... Uh, but I also think probably there's something there's something to the fact that it has white one-hards along sure, with yes. this cannot yeah, yeah. be blocked reposition, meaning yeah, that right. it basically can be stationary. Right. I mean, that's the and part of the choose-your-own-engagement piece, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it, I mean... This is a... Is there anything else in the game that I, that I'm missing that has a white one hard, a turret, 
and an unblockable reposition. I guarantee you there isn't. I mean, Star Viper actually comes fairly close. It doesn't have the turret, but given the bendy barrel rolls and four different ways to reposition, um, the Star Viper is is pretty close, but the Star Viper is priced appropriately. The Star Viper is also blockable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Like that's, and I, I like, I get what you guys are saying about shots, you know, its ability to always shoot. I, I think that that's probably less important. And this is going to sound weird. I think it's less important with the fact that this thing can go wherever it wants. But those are related. That's what I was saying. It's it. The reason that it can always get shots is that it can go wherever it wants. Um, the, the, it's all tied in together. It never loses shots because it goes wherever it wants and can't be blocked out of a shot. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, um, Vince, you were saying it can, it can't be blocked, but it absolutely can be blocked. It just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. So, so to, to go back to what you were saying, Vince, about a ship that is comparable to it, this is in no way comparable to it, but you asked, a CNR specialist high aggressor with dorsal turret and agile gunner is 35 points. Um, I think that's the closest with a turret that's super cheap, but no, has nowhere near the damage output nor the maneuverability of, of the, uh, of the Nantex. Yeah. I, there was a question when this, when they originally nerfed this thing and we all kind of were dumb and said that, Without ensnare, this thing was unplayable. And slowly but surely, people started proving that it was. And then they nerfed Tractor again, and we thought, okay, this is dead for sure. Apparently, all you have to... And this is... We've talked... Jeff, this is kind of goes in favor of something Jeff has said a lot of times. If you drop the points low enough, everything can be broken. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. it's... It really isn't just about your stats or your abilities. If you price something so low that it's it's almost always guaranteed to make its points back there's it doesn't matter how shitty its stats are you could make a yeah. tie fighter eight points if you guarantee that tie fighter is going to get half damage on anything else it doesn't matter like it's it's the same thing drew has said about efficiency like i i i like ha- seeing you know non-unique ships on the board I think it's good. I prefer them over aces normally, but I, I may have been wrong. You know, like maybe this should be a game that is based around unique pilot abilities and not just ships. Well, not so hold on just to, just to jump in on that, Vince, I do feel like the game, you can have generics, but you should not be able to spam them like fleets of them. Um, and of course, people will then say, well, there's fleets of TIE fighters and stuff. It's like you can add, you don't have to errata every single pilot card. You can just change, you can add something into the main rules like they did with Deplete or Strain and just say, hey, for these generic chassis, this is how much you can take or just in general, right? You know, any you yeah. can have two or three of any generic A, B or C of any one type of ship. It's not hard to add something like that into the game. But every time I've talked to people about it, I just get that like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, okay, well, well, let's. And but, if we're gonna go that way, didn't I say a long time ago that X Wing probably should move to a what to what I refer to as the forty k four sword chart? 
I, 40, it sounds an awful light with what you're talking about. Yep. In 40k, there was problems where people were spamming specific models. For example, your elite choices you could have three of, but there were ways to get more, and everyone was like taking nine of them. Yeah. And so 40k and Games Workshop implemented the rule of three that is in the base rules of the game now. You cannot have more than three of one type of unit, if that makes sense for Ben and Jeff. I don't know if you guys right. play. Yeah, I mean, they're they're unique to the, things that are unique to different factions, but that is a very general rule that affects that is, you know, affects every single group. I got to tell you guys, I would not be opposed to X-Wing going to kind of almost the squadrons format. Uh, if you if um, and I'm, of course, referring to the, the, the new fucking game from Electronic Arts, I would not be against that. Uh, well, like, way I, just to just to just to go in on that, unless Ben, do you understand what he's talking about? I mean, I, I just wanted to actually say I think that you know it needs to be thought of as more than just limiting holes because I don't I don't think there's as much threat to spamming like initiative one as there is to initiative four, right? The problems where right. they've the problems where, that they've run into has have almost always been when they've dropped the price on something that then doesn't have enough counters, right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it can be annoying to play against five initiative one Y wings or whatever, but it's not game breaking, right? They're, they're making other trade-offs because so many of their opponents will potentially be able to take a ship off the board, right? The, the problem with this particular list in the six fitting together without a problem is that they're going to fire first or at least in the same round. And so unless you take an ACE list, right? So there's very few natural counters, um, so I think I I hear where you're what you're saying, but I don't know that you necessarily need to kill like a an eight ship you know I one or I two swarm to do it. I think you have to you'd want to pick and choose. Okay, um, scale it on an it. They already scale other stuff on an it, so if they're going to do something like that, that's probably the way this should go. Well, you yeah. you wouldn't have to necess- you wouldn't necessarily kill a, a certain you wouldn't have to get rid of the tie swarm. Ben, what you would say is that there are certain pilots that you would give. Uh, Right, uh, a keyword, like squad, you know, a, a, or a give it a, a special a rule. Just just a use, yeah, just do the pips, exactly. Yeah, the pips, or even exactly. just like a chevron. Just give it a chevron. That's your squad leader. Like, you can only have one of them, or like you can only have a certain number depending on how many ships you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, I mean, they already call those, like, higher initiative guys aces, so why do you get to have four of them? Yep. Right, right. I, like... I don't think, and, and listen, there are going to be people who were like, well, this is just Vincent going on his fucking anti-imperial thing again. Like, <laughs> kind of. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that I don't like running Wedge Luke Hera. But there's also uh, nothing in the game that's stopping you from running, you know, two or three of the init threes and two or three of the init fours, right? Like, you pay a little more points for them, but at least at that point, too, it adds a whole nother level of complexity into the game because now your ships all have different initiatives. Right, like it, it promotes you to play. I I think it promotes you to play the game in a in a slightly different way. Right, your but swarm the, needs to be different. What? Do, why? What did What did Focho do wrong? What did <laughs> he under? Well, no, no. I'll what tell you what did, Focho did wrong. Focho ran regular Tie Fighters out of the game by being stupidly underpriced. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that FFG making How Runner 46 and Iden ridiculous and all that ran. Well, Iden sh- shouldn't exist. So, what did five X Wings at PS1 or 2 do wrong? You, 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 Drew, I, I know you don't like spamming 
spamming uh, generics, but we're we're going really far afield here. The problem here is with the the init for Nantex. Yeah, it isn't with spamming most generics. Not even five uh, A wings, resistance A wings, which a lot of people really dislike. I, I don't, I don't play it, but not even that. They're not generics. These are named. Those are named pilots. Yep. The issue. Let's let's discuss the problem with Nantex rather than saying because they're those are all generics. The problem is with generics. That's completely right. related. Well, I think. I think the I think the argument, Jeff, the counter to that is that you know it seems like FFG doesn't have a good sense of when they have you know made a boo boo on generic pricing, and <laughs> yeah. so I think in the in the long run maybe a new like generic rule might save them from themselves, but you know they'll, they'll just find they'll just find they'll new find ways way to they'll find a way around to, it. To, to blow themselves up. Yeah, I the think the, the is... real solution is being willing to hotfix a problem yeah. when it appears, right? And not to just yeah. write it off as, well, it's online play only. Nobody owns six of those things. And it's like, well, yeah, but this is the only way we can fucking play right now. And right. You're, you're you're murdering us. So um, it's this would be happening in live tournament environments because we know the tryhards who are going to the online tournaments yep. with these would be going to regular tournaments with them too, whether they had to buy six themselves or borrow from everyone in their play group and you right especially when going to worlds and things like that yeah like with with tournaments on the line or be getting a free airfare to minneapolis right like that's people will bring the best and that is currently the best but jeff to answer to answer your question and to kind of touch down upon what ben was saying um i know that it's just the nantex but I know that FFG is not going to come out, and uh, I mean, we haven't seen any points fixed yet. Obviously, this change just happened over the past couple of weeks. But having said that, um, people, one of the big arguments for changing generics or limiting the number of generics, they say they will not, FFG will not errata cards. So the approach that I look at to changing generics, quote unquote, would then be to add something into the core mechanic of the game rules that hits all generics. But why have but you arrived at the, why have you arrived at the conclusion that all generics need to be changed? Uh, I don't know how else you would do it. How are you are you really going to add a rule into the core concept of, no, of the game? No, you're going to change the points. Nantes are too fucking cheap. It just changed. Okay, yeah, it's that's fine. that simple. I, I mean, it's and uh, they've got a points document coming up soon. By the way, I'll be fairly. I think there's a pretty good chance that Nantex will get fixed in the upcoming points document. Do we know when that's talking about when they you talking about when they drop wave seven? Correct. Isn't that next week? Yes. I heard Friday. Wait, are they coming next week? What? Oh, oh, sorry. It's this week now. They're coming soon. And and I think there's a fairly good chance they'll be in there. I think if it's not in there, I think that it's because FFG is afraid of even tacitly acknowledging the online presence of of X-Wing. But I think that even in light of that, that there's a decent chance that it'll be in there. Yeah. We also I mean, I don't... know. I'm yeah. so sorry, Ben. No, yeah, it's fine. Um, we also know real quick. We also know that um, anything that they change that has anything Star Wars related has to go through LFL, and that takes months, sometimes longer than normal. Not, a, not, that... the, not the points, according to insiders. 
Oh, oh, never. Well, so then we don't have to scratch that. Approved. Never mind. Yeah, that, that's, that's pure. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I would understand how they would have to go through anyone else for the the rules of their own game. Right. That doesn't sound like a legal obligation to me. It's pure game development, and and when I was told that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't think they have to go to LFL for that stuff or Disney. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. I, I so just let go ahead. Oh sorry. no, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. I just don't see a problem with uh, all generic lists. I don't. I I would love to be to have people in my life that I could say. Let's play X-Wing. I want to give you a competitive list that's simple for you to fly. Here's five X-Wings. I completely right. agree, Jeff. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even think about with the new ships coming that they would add in, that they would errata, right? Like they add in the points for those. And we have seen them, you know, push stuff in with that as well. Um, once again, that's sort of the COVID thing. I didn't, and I just exclaimed my, oh, they're coming next week, the new stuff. Like, <laughs> then I'm, I'm positive they're going to have a change for it. They have to, even, even without, they can change it even without acknowledging what's yeah. going on in the online yeah. environment. Just being like, oh, I, was a typo, that right? feels like, like, that feels like a conspiracy theory thing to me. Yeah. The idea that they, yep. that they can't change. I mean, they've got people testing this shit, uh, you know, all over the place. It's not like they don't have folks they could assign to, Hey, why don't you guys look at the, the price point for these for a couple of weeks? Uh, no reason why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just 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 curious what how they are right like told you to price them at 30 <laughs> <laughs> um so you know it's not like no game company has ever done something like that before where they they've been peeking in on what's really going on when you know and then oh hey look that that fix came through fun <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, uh, oh god yawning uh jeff i, I want to jump back real quick to what you said about other generics not being a problem if you if we were to make if we were to examine that outside of the arena aces let's look at the rest of the lists that made this that were that involved in the cut here yep. four kashiks five cyanars eight cartel spacers uh five red squad bombers and then the other one two three four five six lists were all some combination of aces between two and three ships if ten out of if 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 ten out of sixteen isn't an issue, that maybe we've gone too far. But well, the thing about it is that all of the ones that you've named t- got significant price drops. Red so Squad bombers we're, did. We're sort of in. I actually don't know about those, but Kashyyyk defenders did, and Sinar specialist plus dorsal turret did, and and yeah. so on. So we're we're in sort of this. We're in this hypocritical space because we, especially me, admittedly used to make fun of FFG for um, changing of the price point by things by one point. Okay, this is the first time we've changed something. Um, it's it's never been played in the last six months, and it's going down a point. Have at, guys. Right? And, yeah. And I would make fun of them for that. Well, now they've changed it by eight points. At twenty one percent of the cost, and and I'm like, okay, how do I not be an absolute idiot and make fun of them for changing it by twenty one points and still reserve the right to make fun of them for changing it by a point, you know? And and that's a weird position to be in, admittedly. But 
I'm going to throw myself on the grenade and say it's stupid to do it by too much, by a ridiculous amount, 21%, and it's stupid to do it by a point which tells you nothing about whether or not the thing was underpriced or not, you know? Um, Kashyyyk's dropped a lot, um, and honestly, I'd, they're just so much less annoying. Uh, you're right, they're there, but they're just so much less annoying. The other thing is drones, you know? Drones are still a thing, um, and they're a generic um what I, I don't know if drones are a thing as long as arena aces are a thing because you know well, what with the double talent slot and there being six of them you very easily could wipe four droids off the board with six arena aces and yeah. we all know that that's how you beat them is that you kill three or four of them on the first pass it's just nobody could do it yeah uh, i think by the way the red squadron bomber which was samuel dameron uh, 14th place. Um, I think that list was anti-Nantex. I don't think that list oh, yeah. would... I don't think it would perform well in a non-Nantex-dominated tournament at all. Um, uh, I don't know. I remember Red Squad Bombers doing pretty well against um, the the five Jedi with CLTs. Against the, that specifically? Yeah, well, back when everything was, I mean, now that was, that was hyperspace and that was, you know, what, six or eight months ago, but still like five red squad bombers matched up very well against five CLT Jedi. I mean, because they, it was a, bombers equipped with this stuff is going to match with a, a fair match up. Okay. With a fair number of lists. It's just yeah. not going to perform particularly well in a tournament in a non Nantex dominated environment. I don't think. Okay. Because, like, I look at Samuel, I, I look at, if I were to pick one of the lists that isn't the Arena Aces and that wasn't Fen Fett, I think Sam's list absolutely has legs. I, I, I could see a lot of times where if you, just because you can't, because Red Squadron Bombers kind of have that, that we used to joke, that we joked about it, you can't kill them cheap. Like, you have to put four shots into one of these to kill it. And that's assuming that it doesn't roll any of eights. <laughs> like yeah. I, I like his list. I think this thing has has chops. I mean, okay. Well, in that case, why do you want to change it? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back around to the like, it, it. You know, have we readjusted too far away from unique pilots? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of generics that have taken major, major cuts recently. Another one is yep. a spacer, major, major cuts, yep. but uh, shout out not, Octacon. but they're not dominating. Right. That's for me. That's, there's a, we talk a lot about what, what makes the cut or what does pretty well or whatever. Um, and is that a problem? But for me, the problem starts and stops it. Is this list dominating? Is it dry? Mm -hmm. When I think about this list and if I'm going to a tournament, are my choices effectively either I fly this list or I legitimately tech against this list in case I have to play against it because I probably will. Right. Well, I, I mean, for, it, uh, 
four segment squads is the last list that I remember have that that conversation being had. Yeah, I I, I think I agree. Um and I and I I think that four Duke Sigmas was bad. Um I, I yeah. think everybody agrees four Duke Sigmas. Well no, Sam might not. <laughs> um <laughs> Sam wants them to be 25 points each. So, Well, no, that's defenders. Don't get it twisted. He'll, he'll do both. That's really what we need is six juke phantoms. The goofy <laughs> meme. I'll fucking do it. I'll f- exactly. <laughs> fucking do it again. I'll do it again, yeah. <laughs> but let's, you know, with, without spending the entire time on Nantex, what else is there? Let's look at the rest of this and see – what else, you know, can we draw any other conclusions for this? Um, Matt Carey's list, Ray ZZ Tally. I feel like we need to just accept that ZZ is going to stay where she is. They're not going to move that ship. I was really surprised that she wasn't touched in the last update. And I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Vince. I'm like, well, I guess she's not. She's very good. But is she winning? Right? You know, using yeah. Jeff's line of tra- thought, well... Yeah, I think ZZ because, look, ship, Matt's yeah. list really is. I, I I think Matt's list was here to try to do what my current rebel concept is doing, which is I'm going to kill two of your, uh, two of your bugs on the first pass. That's what this looks like to me. Yeah, I, I, it was easy. Doesn't bother me because if you if you kind of go through, I mean, there's one in the top cut, and then the next ZZ is at thirty, yes. and then it's the wall of of you know, salt mines. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> but last week there were a lot of, of Ray and two a wing lists. And the week before that, there were a lot of Ray and two a wing lists. Yeah. I, I, you're probably right. I haven't, I only really am looking at this week's. Um, so yeah, I don't know. ZZ's a really good. Yeah, like as we go darker down the hole, we focus more on the one on the single mode of light. But it's a good, <laughs> but it's a good thing though, right? Because like, if the Petrani or whenever they were called the bugs, the arena, just call it the arena ace. If they if they were gone, what would take its place? I do feel like it would be somewhere between the Kashyyyk defenders and, and yes, yes, right. I, like, and and the, those Red Squadron bombers. Honestly, I think, I would like, not be surprised if it was Red Squad bombers. Yep, I, 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 because you know the Kashyyyk defenders is just like the easiest list to fly. Oh hey, hey everybody! One eighty degree arcs and uh, you know three dice. Good times. I mean, besides the eight arena aces um, and Red Wolf Squadron bombers, like they're not going to test your flying skills either because their dials are awful. Right. Yeah, but they don't need them to be that good. Like exactly, really, they just, they're just going to two hard and two bank and one yeah. bank everywhere. Yeah, I mean the 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 two that in in the list that's here, the two that actually need to be able to maneuver a little bit so they can get their plasmas off have R four. Yeah, so they have R four. Yeah. So I, I shout out to all of my friends Kashyyyk. in the Blue Too Hard fan club. Am I on mute? Um, I know you're here. With the Kashik for sure. Um, I think that in the absence of Petronaki aces, I think that uh, regular aces would come back and completely destroy the Red Squadron bombers. Um, I, I do, I do agree with the Kashyyyk that would, that's so the 180 degree arc is so freaking good. It's just so good. And I think that those would probably be problematic, but again, big drop in points for those guys. I, I, I'm not, 
I am not sure that I agree that the four Kashyyyks would be would be a big issue, only because they choose between survivability and reliable damage, and you can burn down a Kashyyyk with three attacks because it has no crit protection. And if it does take a reinforce, that reinforce really is only going to protect it from one hit. You know? I just think it's, you know, it's a wall of beef is the problem. I mean, yep. it, it, you know, four of them it, with three sure, dice each. Can't turn around. No, they can't. So if you've got, you're right. Like if there are more maneuverable ships in, in the meta, then it, then that might help counter it a little bit, but they also don't have to go very far. Right. That's, that's the other thing, particularly with AP five who can coordinate them while they're stressed. You can do a lot of ugly stuff with them. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, there's the possibility that that is a very, very, very difficult list for, for most lists to beat in the same way that the Petronakis are, but just slightly less obnoxious about it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and beatable if you've got a maneuverable list that can get in behind them, but a good player is not going to let you get behind them because they've got a wall of Wookiee beef, right? The um, thing about the, the thing is, Ben, is that they just lose the damage race. Like, yeah, it's, 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 all it, it still takes, is only three die attacks. All even it takes one eighty arc. But all it takes is a couple of bad shots from you fighting against them, and they will easily come through. But I guess you could argue bad dice with them, but it's three attack dice at a one eighty arc times four plus AP five in the back. I don't know any list that has that much d damage output, even without focusing. I think pro <laughs> I think the Ray and two A wings list would probably have no problem dealing with five, with four Wookies. Uh, hmm. I I think that we're getting you're 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 thinking that Ben and I are saying that the Kashyyyk would dominate the way that Petronaki aces are are and and that's not what we're saying. No, I just don't I. I I think that people are. I think the Kashyyyk is having a moment right now because it was so cheap, and people aren't you haven't had to do anything to build against it. And when they do realize how to beat it, they're going to realize, oh shit, it's just a Y wing. It's the I, you are underestimating the 180 degree art, man. Yeah, I'm not. I, 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 you know what, you know what. At this point, I'm just thinking Vince doesn't think that there's a problem with them because they're rebels, and then he'll fly a few <laughs> times, and then he'll. Be I like, have never oh, flown. Yeah. A, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I have never flown a Kashyyyk defender. This is, this so is I really, am entirely talking out of my ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just poking fun at you, man. But I'm just no, like, no, no, oh, yeah. look. I, you know what? People have long declared that I'm in the tank Ooh. for rebels, so why not? <laughs> I mean, you are in the tank for rebels, but that's, that's not what the problem is here. Slander and calumny. You you should. Hate fly. It. They're, they're one of those weird ships that is kind of frustrating to fly against, and yet not really that you you don't feel terrible when you fly them. So, Just you, in you my should. defense, hating one thing doesn't mean that you're favoring another thing. <laughs> of course not. No. Um, although in your case. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think you should try them because I, I really do think you're underestimating the 180. I think I have. Oh no, I have one in my jank tank list, but I just don't know how to use it. Uh, all right, so we were looking for other stuff, right? Well, uh, you know, I'm afraid that there just isn't. The, the Grand Inquisitor didn't go. You know, Rexler and the Grand Inquisitor doesn't surprise anyone. You've got a fake, you know, an almost fake I six 
in Rexler, and then you've got oh my god, that's an advanced sensors supernatural reflexes double i5 imperialist. Fuck you. Yeah. That's just gross. I mean, how do you beat Nantex? You be the better Nantex, right? Like, like, I mean that. Look, that's not an un. That's not a not interesting thing to try. Like a Grand Inquisitor being able to double reposition uh, before uh, before it makes its move, and then you've got you know we all know how how much good throwing two dice at a, a defender many, can be. How many points is that? Holy crap! I don't even want to guess. Well, I'm gonna add it up because I think that's ninety points. On the Grand Inquisitor, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, sixty or fifty-nine plus sixty-nine. Not unless Supernatural's twenty-one on an I five. Supernatural twenty-four on an I five. I think it's ninety-two. Ninety-two points. Holy Jesus! Damn, I'm good. Um, Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) That's that's a. uh, considerable amount of points on how many what is that uh 50 so 46 so that's 23 uh points per health this just reminds me of that line in breakfast club i mean you'd have to ride in the back because his balls would be riding shotgun i i listen i that's not i'm not sure it's ballsy to fly an i5 that could literally be one tapped by a single uh, round from wedge. I think you might just be crazy. Did you say bald or bald head? No, he said balls. He definitely said balls. Um, Poker fun. Yeah, our old friend. Right. It might cross the border into crazy. Our old friend Kylo Von Ray Quickdraw making uh, its its appearance is finally a. Uh, it's nice to see a you know a thick draw again. Special Forces Gunner FCS and Burners. Did you see this game, by the way, the one that was streamed? I did not. Tell me about it. So it was it was really interesting. So um, this guy, uh, Lucky, they call him Lucky. Um, he uh, he lost Quickdraw because he engaged basically five A-wings all at once, and Quickdraw just got annihilated. Melted, yeah. But then he was pulling these moves out with Von Reg and Daredevil that were just... It's like, uh, I mean, I, I did not see them coming, and I'm pretty good at seeing stuff like that coming just from my experience with robots and stuff. And he was doing stuff that was just like, yeah, it's clear that he he knew that he would be able to make this barrel roll with a millimeter to spare in order to do this daredevil boost that gives him a range one shot with no return shots. And I'm just watching this like, okay, um, I'm usually not in agreement that flying with perfect information is skillful, but I can't deny that that was some impressive stuff. Daredevil is one of those cards that I love and that I think I'm probably glad we don't see more of because it can be incredibly irritating. It like getting art dodged by a regular boost is bad enough. But a barrel roll out to one side and then a daredevil boost, that's just somehow even more humiliating. <laughs> yeah. It's a mini candy cane. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh Drew, your boy Captain Nim made the cut. Uh I have played actually against Ka- the Cali Tool Man. Uh he has cleaned me up on TTS multiple times, so congratulations to him. Boba Fett apparently still doesn't give a shit about points changes. Um, because it turns out passive mods are still good. Mm-hmm. 
So is that what is that what Fett says when there's uh, six Nantex? He's like, oh, to me that's six re rolls, right? Like, ba- I mean, basically. No, I think he got he got lit up by the Nantex pretty. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say he got he got trounced pretty hard, but I was I was not surprised to see him up there as well. Like Boba Fett is gonna just basically be competitive against everything until he gets to the Nantexes, and then they just bury him. Yeah. That's pretty much what it looked like it happened. Rest in peace, Boba. No, fuck him. <laughs> um, wow. No one will. No one will miss that ship. When I mean, it eventually he is the, gets... he is the sandiest of all the bounty hunters, right? But um, <laughs> yeah. hey. get the fuck. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> well, we've we've kept away from it as long as we can. It is time to talk about that final game. Um. For those There's who do game. not know, uh, the final was a, a the, as close to a mirror match as possible without being one. There was one ship difference. I think it was actually um, a ship that all of us on the show are a fan of, DBS 404. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Leon had a slight oh. weapons malfunction. <laughs> excuse, um, me. excuse me. It's DBS 404 not found. Yep. You interrupted me for that. Y- Yarb. <laughs> Okay, fine. Uh, Daniel Leone had one of his ships uh, lined up slightly off because of one of the peculiarities of TTS's locking system. Uh, the ship flew off the board, and judge of the event and friend of the program, you know, we, we do want to put that out there that D is, you know, well-loved on this show, and we do not mean to criticize his decision in anything other than an objective capacity. Uh deemed that that ship is dead as per the rules. Um, I'm going to let Jeff, uh, I'm going to let Jeff start this because he's got the strongest opinion on it. Then I'm going to go to Ben because he's, I think probably organized the most events out of the three of the, the four of us. And by that, I mean any of them. And then <laughs> me and Drew will just make shit up. So Jeff, go ahead. Wow. All right. Um, so yeah, just to reiterate what Vince said, I I'm actually friends with, and have been for a while we get along really well we think about things in a lot the same way Uh, so please don't please don't get in his face with any kind of anger or anything like that in my in my opinion and as vince said i have a pretty strong opinion about this he made a really bad call but i want to point out that he did it in the context of doing something to support the x-wing community during covid um and during a really weird, like he had to, he had to disrupt his sleep schedule in a really weird way to do this, um, and and he is just a, a great person in, in my opinion. All right, so no anger toward him. Period. Hopefully, um, I, I think that it was a terrible call for a lot of reasons, but I want to start with the one reason that is indisputably in favor of the call. The ship was off the board. There's no way around it. Um, it wasn't a judgment call as to whether the ship was off the board. It was off. Um, but then the problem with that is that it weighs against so many arguments against the ruling. Um, and, and understand that when we're talking about this, we are not talking about Every case when a ship flies off the board in a tournament, we're talking about the ships are 
still all the way across the board from each other. They're turns away from engagement. Um, we're talking about software where there are still quirks that that very few people actually know about. Um, mm -hmm. We're talking about these special circumstances. Um, and you need to keep that in mind. So the first argument, I think, and we can talk about this more when, when Ben and Drew and Vince have a chance to weigh in, but the first argument very quickly is this would just never have happened in a, in a physical tournament. It just wouldn't um, for, for various reasons we'll talk about. Um, nobody had any fun in the final game. And by nobody yeah. had any fun, I'm not right. talking about the players. I'm talking about the streamers and the spectators and the commentators and the judge who made the call. Nobody had any fun in that final game. Um, the other argument against it is that the precision of online X-Wing is constantly touted as a selling point for players, as in a lot of circumstances it should be. But in this case, that precision was actually a cause of the malfunction. Um, uh, we'll skip the hypothetical. Vince came up after I after I went into this quite a bit. Vince came up with a a really good summation that I I was just like, wow, that's great, man. Vince is like, what's the downside of ruling that the ship can go back on the table? And of course, the the converse of that is. What's what is what exactly is the upside of ruling it's dead? What is the upside? Not in a hypothetical game where the players have engaged and somebody flies their ship off the table. In this mm -hmm. game where this judge is making this call, what is the upside to ruling that the ship is dead? And with that, Ben, take it away. So I, I want to also preface kind of what I'm going to say here by saying that, you know, D is a friend and uh, also like one of the best judges in the community. Um, if you're going to, you know, need somebody for a big event, you don't call me, right? You call D. And there's a reason for that. Like D is not afraid to make uh, difficult decisions. Um, and he's also not afraid to make unpopular decisions. And he's also open to, you know, feedback on those decisions. And I think these are all good things. Um, I, you know, I, th I think part of what happened here is my perspective is, is that, you know, when they first announced this whole series, it was like, this is the replacement for worlds and system opens, and it's going to be super amazing and official, official esque as official as we can make it because there is this big hole in our lives of competitive X-Wing. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that's kind of also pervaded some of the ways they've approached, um, how they think about these tournaments. Right. I, I don't th I think they're approaching them as if they are actually the replacements for those. And they're, they're not. They're just never going to be. They're based on they're being played on technology that kind of sucks. You know, no, no actual um, offense to the guys who make the module for X-Wing. But TTS is a pile of shit. Uh, TTS is a physics engine masquerading as a way to play games. And uh -huh. um, I say that I say that as a as a former you know game dev who looks at that and says they made all the wrong decisions. It's not particularly usable. Um, it's a nightmare to develop for, uh, on and on and on. Like I hate it. I, I hate Wait, TTS. I hate to interrupt you, Ben. I do want to ask: Are you saying that there are times where the dice really don't actually roll themselves, even though people claim that they do? <laughs> I, you, I'm not you... gonna. I'm not. I, I'm not saying they're a ghost in the machine. That's not what I'm here to say. I, I get, I'm just saying that 
it's a flawed system. It's not, you know, a table with a mat. By the way, even the mats are not like uniform. So I don't really want to get into that, but it's there. There, you know, if you play Vassal, how many times if you play Vassal games, how many times have you tried to select a ship and accidentally nudged a ship? Like <laughs> everybody sees that once per game, and the same sorts of minor issues occur in TTS, but they're not necessarily noticeable when they happen, right? If you're not paying attention to it. You don't notice it. That shit doesn't happen on a table because you feel it when you nudge a ship. Yep. At least we hope you do, right? So it's just a different place. And, and I think that all of the community organizers need to recognize that this isn't the, the the place where you need to try to treat it like it's worlds. It's just not It's not there. This is what we're trying to do is keep X-Wing alive, Right. Um, I've been running Jank Tank tournaments for six months, and I've been doing that because I want to keep my community playing the game. Because if they don't, um, they're they're not all as dedicated as I am and able to take you know six months off from playing and then just want to get right back into it, and we'll lose players. So that's the way we should be as community organizers, as TOs. We even need to take that into account when we think about how we're going to rule. We need to remember that our job here is to keep the game going. Um, and not for FFG, but for us, right? For yeah. for the community. For the players. And so we, for the players. And so if you're going to make a call based on, you know, not really sure how things happen because it's fucking TTS that then robs the community of uh, a, a full game that was supposed to be a championship game when the players were like, no, dude, just nudge it and it's fine. Yeah. That, as you said, that's just not a decision you need to make. Um you should default to let's try to make sure we have games here. I, I think that's my perspective. That's the way I've looked at it since we've gone into quarantine. Um, I, you know, I'm also running things that are slightly lo- lower um, overhead stress, what have you, but that's kind of the point. Like I'm not going to try to run a regional online. It's just, it's, it's, it would be a nightmare. Um, so treat everything a little more casually. Remember that this is just about everybody having fun, and that includes the streamers. Uh, sorry, not just the streamers, but that includes the people watching the stream who themselves may hate online play. And this is their engagement with X-Wing, is watching these games. And you just, you know, it would, making a call you did not have to make took that away from people. Um, and again, I get why D did it, right? He He's treating this like, this is my replacement for a system open. This is how I would rule it a system open. But it's not it, the context is just not the same in any way. Technology is a problem. Viewpoints are a problem. Knowledge base of how to use TTS is a problem. I mean, shit, how many people have I had to organize, like, teach this guy Vassal or teach this young woman Vassal games so that we could just get our stuff going? Um, Be lenient. Let people make mistakes. You know, everything fucking sucks. The world is on fire. Um, Grandparents are dying. Just fucking don't you don't need to make the harsh call. Um, particularly if, if, you know, if, if the one guy's like, no, he flew off the table, then enforce it. But he wasn't here. Right. No, Nicholas gave Nicholas is on record saying, you know, go ahead and slide it back. Yeah. So, so let them play. Like, this is the exact opposite attitude I have with like competitive sports. But again, that's fucking competitive sports, not a bunch of dweebs pushing plastic digital spaceships around. So we're not even using plastic anymore. Exactly. Well, that's why I added the digital. <laughs> um, right. So again, I, I, you know, D made the call he made and it was a, you know, 
he's a brave man making the call he made. Yeah. He looked, he looked at it from a particular perspective. And I think in, in live play, that is the call you should, I guess, make, but I also don't think the players would have called a judge over in this case. Exactly. I, you know, I think this, there was the additional issue of, you know, D's in the chat room, D's watching the game. He's the judge, right? Because that's the way this system works. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe we certainly know that streamers have ignored, you know, minor kerfluffles on like movements and shit like that. So, you know, in a live environment, if the judge wasn't standing right there, I don't think it would have been even controversial. I think they would have just been like, ah, you know, use your, use that advantage template you have to uh, keep yourself on the board. That's fine. <laughs> right. Yep. So, I mean, anyway, I sorry, I, 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 I monologue for a bit, but I apologize. you didn't even come close to Jeff. You're fine. I've seen judges actually turn away from a, a, a top table so that the players could work things out themselves. Yeah. I, I Let me just say again, D is awesome. He does the everything he can to keep this thing going. It's, you know, I, I agree with you, Jeff, you know, no anger, just, I hope if this comes up in the future that our tournament organizers working with gold squadron, think a little bit more about the fact that, you know, the audience here is not FFG. The audience here is not OP. It's us. It's the viewers and the players and the streamers all together trying to keep this goddamn game alive in a terrible situation. So yeah. let them play, let them play. Drew, I'm handing you the conch. Take it away. All right. So I, and I talked to you guys about this a little bit before the show. Um, there was the, uh, this exact situation that happened in uh, Colorado four years ago at a regional event for a top for a top game. Um, and the controversy around that was specifically after after the ship had been moved off the board and it had stayed there because the judges had stopped the game. Um, F the FFG guys went in the back. They were gone for anywhere from 10 to 12 minutes. They came back and they said, um, or at least the, the rumor was, especially with the judges talking outside, that, uh, oh, these are prestigious tournament people. They know what they're doing. That wouldn't happen. And they came back and said, no, the ship is on the board. Um, and, the ship and the game continued. Um, it's on stream. You can look it up. Um, I'm not going to tell you the link or, like, you know, go watch that game. Um Having said that, I did look up the role of a judge on the new X-Wing floor rules, and I want to read it to you and then very briefly go into what that means to me because I think that it, it this changes the way that a judge should be judging X-Wing. But here we go. The role of a judge. As a mediator and conflict resolver, it is a judge's duty to remain impartial and objective no matter what situations may arise. Judges should not involve themselves in a particular match unless they have reason to believe a rule or event guideline violation has occurred. Obviously, this is the final match, so a judge would be watching anyways. If a judge witnesses a mistake being performed by a player, they may approach the table and explain it to the players, the mistake that was made, and then correct it accordingly. A judge should be capable of identifying an issue and determining the correct response based on the guidelines laid out in this document. Now... Having said that, Jeff, I do agree with you. I have also seen competitive judges step away from a table, knowing that these are, you know, good friends and, right, it's a game, right, Ben, right, we're trying to have fun. Um, having said that, I feel like with the Fly Better guys and the Gia and the Gold Squadron guys wanting this to be like a world-class event, um, there, there was reason to step in. Having said that, um, with the new... Uh, what is it called with the new floor rules that have been added? 
which uh, I just read a, a, a brief description of, there is a reason now a judge can walk by a table and see something be forgotten and and instantly walk up and be like, hey guys, I'm a judge. I just want to let you know you forgot to remove that token or hey, you guys forgot this ability. It's a mandatory effect and it greatly changes the game. Here, let me help you correct that. Um, and then of course, when we get to the top tables, simple things like that happen and warnings are given out. Um, so, I mean, there is, a, there is a thing about judges stepping away, but I think that D in the context of trying to be a world-class event in a game uh, that I feel like the call was correct. And again, I know that it's very controversial and people can argue about it, but at the end of the day, what do the floor rules also say? Whatever the judge rules stand. Right. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, the final thing that I, the final nail in the coffin is this is this, this one reason is the reason why I don't play on Tabletop Simulator. So um, I, I, I remember when Tabletop Simulator first had like their X-Wing mod. And I really, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I, I watched these two guys and it was just, it was just casual. And I, you know, they had Boba Fett. I think it was even, it wasn't even 2.0, it was 1.0. And I was like, man, this is so cool looking. All the ships are great. It was way more high end than I thought it was. And the guys were like, hey, yeah. And it was a learning game, right? So I, I knew it was going to take a while. And the first thing he does is, all right, here we go. And then the ship automatically moves itself. And Boba Fett, you know, he put the template down in front of Boba and like lined it up and it locked in. And the guy pressed the button and the slave one moved from the back of the template to the front <laughs> of the template. It slammed against the ground and it fucking rolled off the table. Like just flat out flipped. Dude, it took them, even the guy that was teaching, it took them 15 minutes to get the ship upright and then back in yeah. the template. And even then they couldn't get it in the right spot. And I said, what kind, what kind of, 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 of system uses this? Like clearly the system was not meant for X-Wing. And as soon as I heard about what happened, I th was thinking to myself, oh, I know exactly what happened. And sure enough, that's a, I mean, it didn't obviously flip off and fall because the Nantex is technically lighter and these guys know what they're doing. But at the end of the day, I was like, I, Tabletop Simulator and X-Wing is absolutely not for me. Um, and so that was, my, that, was my, that was my personal gripe with it as well is that, well, I mean, these guys know this sort of happens. It, did no one catch it? Did no one see it? Did did they mention? Did the two players? I didn't watch the game. Nope. Did the two players it. mention it Nobody to each other? It. Hey, that one looks a little off a little bit. Well, nope. it's gonna be straight on. We agree it's straight on. Let's keep playing, right? Let's keep going. Nope. Um, so I do feel like there there were people involved in the event four years ago, um, and of course D is very ingrained in the community, right? We all love him and and, and what the Fly Better guys do, and I do feel like that. The, the call was made largely because, I mean, and of course, it wasn't like revenge for that old call, right? Like years and years ago. But it was, hey, you know, we knew that this might come up in another game. And it unfortunately just happened to come up in a freaking digital game with no plastic, with no hands involved. And yeah, I just, it, it's, a, it's a sticky situation, but I do think that D made the right call. All right, now that I've let everybody else go, it's time for me to drop a Philippic on your ass. Um, I have very strong opinions when it comes to judges and how they should interact with events. 
Um, I am perfectly fine with judges interfering in the middle of turns to, to correct people missing rules because I think it's much better to catch it and correct the mistake on the spot than it is to wait for it to quote-unquote affect the game and then try to roll it back. That's a disaster almost every time I've seen it. Um, these events are unofficial in the best and worst sense of the word. We're, this is not happening basically for anyone's real achievement or glory, okay? This is fake X-Wing. We're doing this because this is all we have at the moment. And D and Dion is running these events, guys, also as a business. Meaning that the entertainment value actually does matter to him. If, like, he's invested probably in the Nantex question more than most of us. Because people yeah. are going to stop yep. fucking watching yep. if this yep. keeps happening. So, D made that decision, in my opinion, purely as a... I agree with Jeff. He and and probably all of you. I think you all said essentially the same thing. He made this decision as if he was judging a system open. The problem is yeah. that's not what these are. These are online, borderline casual events that are using a system that is extremely prone to error. I mean, do we all do I do we need to remember that friend of the show Nick Sperry flipped a table accidentally <laughs> oh in the middle God, of the tournament? Hear about that. <laughs> Like, you know, like that's, this is what it like. And yeah. we've had our own issues with Vassal. Like we got in trouble for criticizing Vassal. You have to take many, you have to make any decision involving what you're going to do as far as judging with, how is this going to affect the entertainment value? How is this going to affect the people watching? How is this going to affect Dion? And I think D probably left out three of four factors when he made that call. Um, I would not have made it. Uh, I think, I think Nicholas was right to say, let's just run it, but you know, just run it back. And I think that Daniel probably can't deserves and should in a way feel like he got jacked. Um, and listen, crazy Vulcan, the guy who does most of the outreach for TTS on the, on, uh, on this mod, I've sparred with him before about dice. Forget the forget templates or anything like that. Ben said it already, and I don't know how many people caught it. It's not a there's no RNG on this yeah. thing. It's a fucking physics engine. Like this is not a statistically accurate model. It just isn't. And we're trusting it. We're doing right. this is a this is the best we can do. And in that situation, you cannot apply the same formal rules as you would to any yeah. other. Uh, can I event. jump in just with just one thought here? I mean, the only thing that makes the only thing that makes this better is it is an, yeah, a bug player that got wrecked. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> there is there is a certain amount of yeah. there is a certain amount of justice in that that it was it, it, it could only have been improved if he was fighting like eight separatists. <laughs> and that and that had happened to him. Yeah, as a UK um, fan, as a UK fan, we like to say. But, you know, um, uh, what do you root for if Duke and North Carolina are playing themselves, playing each other? Stadium yeah, collapse. You root for a meteor to hit the collapse. stadium. Of course, yes, yep. of course. Well, how, how do you think I felt during the last yeah. Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Niners? Don't like the Niners. Oh, you're a Raiders fan. Oh, I, there's a, I, I think I detected a Niner fan in hell of <laughs> breath there for a second. Was that you, Ben? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I it just... It sucks. It sucks for everybody. 
and I think probably I'm defaulting to to what Jeff said that I you know that I mentioned in chat. There yeah, was yeah. no downside to fixing this. No one was going to be hurt by it. Nicholas doesn't feel like he got a good game out of it. He definitely doesn't feel like he deserves that title now. I assure you, Daniel feels like he got jacked on a mis- on not even a mistake but a computer error. The fans are all mad. I know I'd be booing if this had been a live event. And like and and all the the all the commentators were go- were they weren't even walking around and like they were on eggshells. They were speechless. Like they were they didn't know what to say about it. They just didn't address it for probably the majority of the rest of the game. Because it's well, like I mean, what do you the, say? the argument for it is again, it's consistency, right? It's the right call if this was on a table. Um, but that's the problem is it's not on a table and, and you it's have to not. take that into account. You have to take into account the the reality that we're everybody's doing the best they can. And it's I think in in general in this in the situation we all find ourselves in, that um, leniency is just the best option for for everybody to get what they need out of this. It just you know, I mean I'll be honest, like as a as a person and a judge, and this is why I don't judge big tournaments. um, If somebody dialed their their dial the wrong direction on setup off the board, I would not enforce that if both players were fine with going. I wouldn't. I would not enforce that hard and fast rule because there's no fucking way in the world that anybody intended to fly off the board there. No engagement has happened. You're not trying to do a tricky talent roller K turn like Rick would when he goes off the board. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, there's just no harm, no foul there. Like every other ship is doing a too hard to the left, but that one did a too hard to the right. Fucking no harm, no foul. Just as long as your opponent doesn't want to be a dick here. And I'll be honest, I'd even say that because for fuck's sake, we're pushing plastic spaceships around the board. Try to have a little bit of fun in the competition. Yeah. I mean, again, the player made a mistake. If this was fucking the NFL, you know, and they fumbled the ball out of bounds, there's no do-overs there. There's no ref going, oh, you know, I know you had a really bad night, so we'll just roll this back. I, but that's not what we're doing. It's a game. Um, I would never call a judge to end a game that way because I don't want to win that way. And I, and I grant to you that that is my personal opinion, not the rules. But if both players are in want to enjoy a high-level X-Wing game and both players are fine with saying, clearly you didn't intend to go off the board there. I mean, we had this happen in the first Jank Tank, and Bobby actually deleted his... his I was watching and streaming that game. Bobby deleted his, his ship, and I was going to be like, dude, you don't have to do that. It's fucking Jank Tank, but, you know, whatever. I mean, that's, you know, there are players who think that consistency is what matters, and I just disagree. I think kindness and empathy matters most in our community, and that's why I like our X-Wing community. And so just let it go. Let them play. Um, it's not fucking hockey. So the, anyway. the question for you, Drew, uh, as the person <laughs> who says, you know, you think it's a correct call, what is the downside to the call going the other way? To allowing people... And it's again, this, no, this, no this. stop, not to allowing people. <laughs> the I'm empathetic to, to Drew's position here, by the way, because he lost a game to me once upon a time that he did not have to uh, be kind to me. Yeah, but he, but he was because that's Drew. Yeah. So uh, again, Drew, don't change the question that we're asking. Okay. We're talking about this situation. What is the downside yep. to 
fixing the ship and playing on? I I don't have an answer because the rules for judging are different than the rules for judges yeah. that we were that we grew up with with the old 1.0 yeah. and most of 2.0. The rules are different now. Did did you hear about anyone getting any uh, warnings, like 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 actual warnings for for like the judges' rules, right? Because then I guess the judges' yeah. rules don't apply, which then which then brings to question why did D make that call if they weren't even using the floor rules rules that ffg's made for these tournaments right so there's a horrible paradox here right yeah because yeah. the because You're, these these yep. games don't exist according to ffg so yes. they don't exist according to FG, ffgop so even if they warn people the way the, that that's supposed to work is those points are supposed to accrue and actually be reported to op so that somebody can't be a, a dick in one region and then fly out to another region and be a dick there without the necessarily like a heads up going to the the tournament crew right yeah. um so it's I you know if they I think they should could and should within the context of this series maybe have warnings and points recognizing that it's only within this series um, to to alleviate you know kind of what you're saying Drew which is you know if we're gonna throw the floor rules out why not throw all of them out I think it's kind of what I'm I'm hearing yeah that was my um, that was my thing like then then in that case then D did make the bad call because he took he took the one part of the judging thing and was like yes I'm gonna stand by this. And everyone was like, "Really? Right? Is that's what I'm hearing? That's what well, every, the general guess, consensus is that it was a wrong call." I so I think within the again within the like the spirit of if we were all live at a system open, he he made right. a call that is defensible. This is important. It would it, not actually happen. That's the thing. I don't think anybody would have called a judge over for this particular exactly. thing. Um, it's possible somebody would have called a judge call for my example of the, you know, one of these dials is off the board, in which case exactly. D would have been in a but shitty hold position. On, but yeah. Hold on though. Talking about this is just a rabbit hole because it is a final yeah. match. There is a judge always going to be watching. So the, there's no the calling that, anyone over. Someone is the there. The rules that you read, Drew, and as a lawyer, I was listening to them pretty closely, said that a, a judge may intervene. Yes said that the judge is there to mediate conflict. There was no conflict here. I don't know if the players, if one or either of the players called for a judge ruling. I, I don't know the answer to that. Somebody somebody listening probably does. I, I don't. But there was no... It was... D could have easily easily made the opposite call been strictly within the rules and we would have had a final so what's the what what is the possible upside to saying the ships off the table the that's consistency answer, that's the upside you know is is exactly. that D can say that, you know, he's applying the rules consistently you, from tournament to uphold, tournament. You uphold the rules. And that was, that yeah. was what I, my original, um, my original uh, answer to Jeff's question was that was, well, it sets a precedent then for other people to be like, oh, well, yeah, that D said that was okay. So like, I, I can be loose with my, with my flying, right? Um, if he, if he is, if he, hold on, hold on. I, that's, no, I no, know okay, that's wait. wrong and I know it's not technically correct but there are people who yes. i have known 
who yes. in real life say, oh, that guy said that with that one thing. That means, you know, and, you know, those people, they don't play X-Wing anymore. Just I'm just letting you guys know now yes. the people that try to abuse this garbage do not wind up sticking around for the game. That That's all that I'm saying is that, that I have known people who have done that before, and that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. Yep. And that's that. I, I just want to, on one part of what you said, Drew, and I think, I don't want to say that it discredits all of what you said, but it, it kind of does. This wasn't a player choice. It says, that, I mean, I've, I, but again, I've got to hear the role of a judge storm. if he's watching. It says, right. if a judge witnesses a mistake being performed, that mistake being the, the ship is off. But, but that's the, the, thing. the ship off the board was not a mistake, but the judge noticed it. And then he stepped in and said, hey, yeah, this is a thing. And the guys were like, no, it's not. It's okay. And and D said, yeah, I stand by it. And the ship is gone. Yeah. So what is that's what we there. Right. But the, the point is, Drew, is that this wasn't there was this wasn't a player created situation. He didn't do this. Right. TTS did. Which is the reason why you can't enforce you. You can't apply a consistent standard because this would the, the you could never recreate the situation in a physical game. Without completely changing. Well, the, the, the answer I've seen to that is, well, anyway. you just got to be extra careful when you line up on the board edge, knowing that TTS is, you know, garbage. And it's like garbage. I mean, I <laughs> sure. But again, you know, some of these folks who are taking part in these these tournaments, this might be their first or second or third game. And, you you know, when you're in these, well, by that point, it's what game eight. But what, I, what I'm really trying to say is you haven't had time to absorb the peccadilloes of this piece of crap. Um software not the module tts itself um so you do, so you know you you yeah. encounter a situation where due to the way your opponent set up you you feel like you're going to try something new you're going to set up on the board edge really close to it it's not something you've had a chance to see it's iffy nobody's told you it's iffy it's not the same as playing in a live environment right like if you're playing a live environment and you set up right on the board edge you're going to be fucking straight edging that shit uh, you know, every way you can, which is just not yeah. an option when you're not familiar with the, again, the peccadilloes of the software. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, right. I was just and gonna that's say, why... that's my argument oh, no, for sorry, this is a situation where I lean uh, because of all the different factors. We don't know if it's, you know, we also are making assumption that this player in question didn't know about this particular peccadillo. Um, I just don't know. Right. And, and as a judge, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Right. You, yeah. you have to go into this. I think if you're D, you have to go into this, you know, with really, you don't know it's a bug. You don't know what that the player didn't fuck it up. Um, but again, in a live environment, if you're called there, you, you just, or you're watching, you, you do what you think is right. Um, this, this brings up another interesting yeah. concept, too, that Ryan posted about. I mean, we haven't also even mentioned that the board on TTS for X Wing, it's not even straight, right? right? It's kind of it's kind of bent too, yeah. Which is also why I'm assuming that's that actually has a huge factor to play into this, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It was it, it it was not only it was TTS being the the table. Um, I mean, announcing a tournament like this, there should be a thing that's like, hey, these are pitfalls that you need to watch out for, and that would most certainly be one of the pitfalls, I would assume. I, I want to I, I want to make a plea for judges in X-Wing to use judgment. All right? Whether a ship is off the table or not is not using judgment. 
I'm sorry, it's not. It's a ruling, right? But you are not using judgment when your only factor on something is whether a ship is off the table. Does it? Yeah. You're hiding from judgment you, well, at that point. Ben, ben was talking about context to things. Yeah. And, and that is that is where judgment comes into play. There are asking for everything to be a hard and fast rule is what I, I have come to call trained chicken judging. It's judging that can be done literally by one of those chickens that's trained to play tic-tac-toe in a county fair. The yeah, so so to being a judge, X wing judge, by the way, is is it's difficult. We I, we all acknowledge that, right? Because oh my god, yeah, yeah. Any, any but X wing is specifically because FFG game. doesn't have a common syntax. They've you know they write uh, shit and they put it out in the world, not yeah. knowing the full impacts of it with combos yeah. of cards because it just didn't get tested because of the way their testing system is. Like, and not to blame FFG for that, they're beholden by resources. Blah blah blah. They're, that's my preamble out of the way. You've got a couple jobs as an X-wing um, judge or tournament organizer, whatever you want to call it. You know, first is uh, there are rules questions that are going to come up that uh, are easily answered by the rule book. Then there are the rules questions where it's like, oh god, that could be interpreted two different ways. What does the Illuminati say? Because FFG hasn't weighed in on it yet. Those suck. And then there's the ones that are both like a clear rules thing, but also again the context matters. And you know, I think. For the first two cases, you go with consistency all the time, right? Every time. It's it's what do the rules say? Obviously, you go with it. What what is the interpretation of the rules accepted by the majority of the you know the tournament organizers with their reasoning for it um, until FFG has an explanation? Those are those are the ones you don't um, the, you know the card interpretations, mechanic interpretations. Those you should have consistency. The ones that I that are obviously the diff, difficult ones are these where it's really fair play and player intent um, and i know look the rules community says never try to judge intent that's just not something we should do but for f again like they're lining up he wants to be on the board edge he, he's clearly intending to plot a course that is going to take him along the board edge not off of it or he's clearly going to do a too hard one way not off the freaking board just make those are the ones where the there, there needs to be um, a, a lean towards let's have an actual fun game happen, not ruin the game from the outset when there's no consequences. I mean, this gets to, I think, why Jeff was asking you the question about what what's the downside of it. I mean, the downside of it is the player who got the leniency they, wins the game and the person who gave the leniency feels sour about it, yep, right? Yep. That's yep. what they're trying to avoid. Um, and I get it, right? But that if that player says, no, let's do this, then it's their accountability to not be fucking pissed if they lose the game at the end. They need to be account accountable to that. It's not the judge's accountability to protect people's feelings in that regard, in my opinion. Um, you, you know, the judge should say, again, though, if he's going to be a dick about it and say, no, the guy's off the table by the rules, then the judge should say side with the player and the rules there. But if both players are saying, no, let's do this, you have to trust that they're being honest with you. You have to trust that they're both going to handle this, um, you know, maturely. To the best um, of their ability. Yeah. To the best of their ability. Um, and, you know, if somebody gets salty after the fact, you've got the, I think you have the um, the the evidence on your side, right? Like both players said, let's go with this. And so I believed them that they could handle it maturely. 
and you know it's so early in the game that it's not affecting positioning or anything it's just one guy got a dial wrong and that you know particularly in game eight that shit happens i mean it happened to me you know in seattle when i made the cut for the first time at a, at a system open i dialed one ship stupidly and wrong and it you know it cascaded into a loss but i just took it i was like you know what i i should have double checked my dials i double checked my dials all tournament i didn't do it here it's fine let's just roll this out um i we, we didn't call a judge i just ate my i was accountable for it um and i'm not saying my opponent should have said no let's you know i know you intended to do this i'm not saying that um it's not his job to do that either but if both players are willing to be lenient go with the players that's that's my feeling it's also fair i'm gonna say one last thing well because we're uh, we're about to start running around in circles so i'm gonna say one more thing and then i'm gonna use some executive privilege and cut this thing off um i think probably we need to treat these qualifiers a little bit like like half court basketball like there needs to be a certain element of call your own fouls and a certain element of if two guys wave it off then just sit on your whistle you know what i mean and i i i think hopefully this demonstrates i i I hope this doesn't actually set the precedent for how judging is going to be done for the rest of for the last three events in this because it would really suck to have this happen again in the yeah. in the overall final or just in the overall cut because then D really is going to catch some real can shit. I, can I you, you mentioned like the basketball analogy thing and I just want to jump in here like the reason why I say in sports you call the fouls is because if you don't you give a team an advantage to cheat yes um to to win and that's where again judgment needs to come into this. There isn't any cheating happening here. There's nobody who is going to take advantage of this particular situation to right. get a long-term advantage. So that those are the calls exactly where you can actually be more than just a rules interpreter, and 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 um, mm-hmm. lean towards a positive player experience in both cases. As again, as long as both players are mature and want to approach it that way, um, you have the power to let it let it go. You know, if it's a different situation entirely and a player, it's possible that a player has, has, you know, taken advantage of something. Um, that's where the judge just needs to call by the rules, because if they don't, then they leave it possible for a player long term to get away with shit um, and and have a much larger NPE experience on on the community. So I, I to- again, I totally agree that there are situations where you just call the book. I, I don't want to, and, and, and again, D made a call. It is the final call. It is from, you know, as, as the tournament organizer, he made mm-hmm. the, the correct call. Um, it's not the call I would have made. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Jeff, uh, anything, 30 Let seconds. Just if you want this hypothetical, it'll take 30 seconds. Um, let's say you and your opponent, you and your opponent set up your five ships. minutes later. You go to grab a drink. While you're gone, a spectator bumps the table slightly, moving your ship a half a degree off of straight. When you return, you don't notice, nor does anyone else. During your first move, your ship flies very slightly off the board. Your opponent says, wow, that's weird. Could have happened when that spectator bumped the table. Just fix it and let's play and have fun. The judge says, nope, dead ship. Is that a good ruling? So I don't want to answer. Okay. I didn't no, really want to answer. Rule. I wanted to sort of just leave that hanging out there, let people answer that to themselves, because that is effectively what happened here. 
TTS bumped. Yeah, that's yeah, that is a bad ruling. Um, TTS bumped the guy's ship, sending him off the board. Um, he did because it's not a real game. He didn't have a chance to correct it in the way that you can do with advantage templates and so on in a real game, <laughs> or just having a three-second conversation with your opponent, which is what everybody I know would do. Um, so TTS sent him off the board. He did literally nothing wrong. Like, he did nothing wrong. People are like, but he tried to fly up the edge. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? You monster. So uh, I just wanted to run that by as just the, the a hypothetical to think about. How how would you feel if you did literally nothing wrong and a judge handed the game to your opponent? Well, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up right there. Um, ben, thank you very much for joining us, sir. I think this is your second appearance. Yep, that's right. We've got to make sure we get you up at least into the top five of guests before the end of the year. Thank you, as always. Uh, yeah, Drew happy and to be Jeff, here. Thanks. Sign out however you prefer. Oh, wait. All right. Vince gave me this time that uh, to do some call-outs on some stuff that we got wrong. This is uh, we're, we're the New York Times of podcasts, as you know, so we do retractions. More um, <laughs> um, uh, so, like the Washington Examiner. The... <laughs> The Daily Caller. There you right. go. The Blaze. Shout out. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, mea culpa on me saying that the R2-D2 Y-Wing wouldn't be able to carry Ghost Company. Uh, Mega Silver pointed out it swaps the Astromech for a crew, keeping the gunner. So, yep, D and Ryan are 100% right that it could carry Ghost Company, and they're 100% right that it's a hilarious image. My bad. That was me. That wasn't Drew or Vince. That was all me. Well, I agreed with it, so I'm fucked too. Yeah, but you agree with me a lot of times when you shouldn't. So, um, CPT Rhino points out. CPT Rhino points out that it's possible to reload after dropping a cluster bomb, stemming the flow of cluster bomb pellets. Um, and that's an excellent point because you then have an active charge. You do not have to just drop all these in a line. Um, there's obviously drawbacks to to reloading and everything, but it is possible. Uh, finally, I just want to point out that we missed the Nantex over under in the top 16. Uh, Vince and I picked seven, Drew picked three, and there were six. Yeah, we, we blew the prices right rule, unfortunately. Yep, 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 yep. I was actually going to ask that. That was the one thing I forgot to say. I was like, oh, do, who got it right? Did we? I don't remember. So, uh, cool. price, right, price is right rule, you did. Yep, closest without going over. Wow. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you again next week. TTS blows. <laughs> for the right price, it does. <laughs> <laughs>